genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one um, fellowship theme reprise at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today is our friend Gary Roby. Hi. Hey. How's it going, guys? Good, good. Have we recovered from our tears? I was going to say, I'm, 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 I, uh, I'm hoping today's got a little bit more levity than yesterday, but I don't. it doesn't appear to be so. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> Just a glimmer. Um, so today we're talking about Minute 37, which starts with Mary um, almost tearfully saying, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it ends with Mary um, ta- uh, talking to Aragorn, and he says, foolhardy maybe, he's, and we get the rest of that line tomorrow. Yeah. So the, this minute starts in the stable. Run, Shadowfax. Show us the meaning of haste. And Pippin very desperately crying out Mary's name. As he rides away, and then Mary running his way to the top of this wall to watch Pippin go. Mm-hmm. So during the little sequence of Mary getting to the top of this wall, he shoves a guy out of the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. That guy, the guard, is played by Tall Paul. Oh, That's wow. the one time we get to see his face in the trilogy. Cool. When Aragorn shoves him, too? When, yep, that's yep. the same guy. That's, uh, that's Ian McKellen's scale double. Nice. Wow. So that That's is cool. a seven and a half foot tall Rohan soldier. Just Amazing. just kicking. Just getting shoved out of the way by this hobbit. As one does. I guess. <laughs> and then, then Aragorn shoves the dude right out of the way too. This poor guy. It's like what, just trying I'm, to do his job. Yeah. They don't even they don't even apologize or anything. They just push him away. Yep. And then at the at the top of this little like tower structure on top of the wall. You watch uh, the scale double for Mary get into the little guard post and turn left, and he leaves the shot behind the little wall. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dominic Monaghan becomes visible in the little crook in the wall. This is a single shot, not multiple takes. Dom was just ducking to pick up and be visible. Nice. While they did this. That's fun. So just really good blocking. Yeah, they just, like, were, they just timed it right. Mm-hmm. So that it didn't look like it happened too slow or too fast, and comes into the shot mm-hmm. and then Aragorn gets right there next to him but yeah this is uh, this is not the last time we're gonna see a hobbit shove a guy <laughs> in this movie I think I think we get to see some in Minas Tirith too with Pippin oh well, yeah that makes sense just just lots of people get shoved in this movie <laughs> Mary just Mary got shoved last week the scard's getting shoved by Mary she's just Everyone's passing it along it. He's just, yeah just, he's still mad that Gandalf yeeted him across the bedroom <laughs> Six degrees of shoves. Just moves yeah. on to the next person. That Isn't that guard's gonna shove someone later. Two weeks ago. Right? Yeah, Gandalf shoved Mary last no, 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 week. No, 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 two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks ago, I don't know. <laughs> that was a sleepy air when I don't think anyone's shoving anyone. No, I don't think so either. Maybe in the party. Yeah. Well, you got um, Sam hitting Gollum over the head with a frying pan. Yeah, that's true. That was... Just violence. That was a few weeks ago. So violent. I'm gonna stove his head in. <laughs> you know, then we, we have this heartfelt conversation between Mary and Aragorn. Mm-hmm. I really, really like the score um when 
we see Gandalf uh, right away with Pippin. Yeah. I don't know the name of the... I don't know that this track has a name, but I really like the... Um, just the melody of it. Mm. It's very... Um, I don't know. It's like very sweeping and like romantic. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, the view is pretty too. Yeah. Shadowfax is riding across these like pools of water mm-hmm. in the plains of Rohan. And then we get the briefest... Um, Reprise, reprise of um, the fellowship theme again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When uh, Mary is talking to Aragorn, Mary reveals his his sadness that Frodo and Sam are also gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Aragorn tries to comfort him. Hobbits are tough. Well, I like I like that we get a, a glimpse, like a I don't know, like a serious slash personal glimpse into Mary's relationship with Pippin mm-hmm. because, like, in in the first movie especially, they were, like, comic relief, except with, like, getting Frodo and Sam out of um, the Shire. Yeah. And away from the the Black Riders. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, he's like a big brother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got him into the worst kind of trouble, yeah. but I was always there to get him back out of it. He mm-hmm. feels responsible for Pippin, and now they've been separated. Yeah. yeah. And he, he seems to even feel partially responsible for that. Mm. For not not being there for Pippin enough to stop this from happening. Yeah, as an older sibling, I get that. Mm. I understand Same. Mary. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Mary. He's a a more mature, complete person now. He understands things better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sees it, gets it. There are bigger things going on in the world than stealing vegetables from the farmer's crop. <laughs> right. Right. It's very protective, and it's it's sweet, and I like it. Yeah, they um, they talk in the commentary, uh, Dom and Dom and Billy, a little bit about how the relationship between Mary and Pippin is the only like genuine, uh, genuine friendship, not bound by other social norms mm-hmm. among the Fellowship that existed before the Fellowship, and we see it broken in this movie. Yeah. Uh, because their their friendship isn't one that's like uh isn't built around some other like pretense really because Frodo and Sam's relationship is built on the fact that Sam works for Frodo first. Right. Yeah. And everyone else's relationships are kind of built through what goes on uh, through the course of the story. But Mary and Pippin were here first and now just like everything else with the fellowship, they are also sundered. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, if they're if we're ever given a like a proper age for Mary and Pippin in the movie, mm. um, but in the books, uh, Mary is eight years young older than Pippin. Okay, and they're first cousins. Yeah, hmm. and best friends. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It makes yeah. sense for him to have that like older brother sort of protective vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. He doesn't know if he's ever going to see Frodo and Sam again. Mm. Oh my gosh, he's an only child. That also makes him that, like more protective. Ma- yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm having emotions. Right, and Pippin is the youngest of four. <laughs> yeah. So Mary's just like, yeah, I'll look after you. Yeah. I will. I will adopt the youngest of your brood. <laughs> he's mine now. <laughs> I'll make sure he's fine. <laughs> winks at the camera, oh, no. goes and breaks into Farmer Maggie's field. Norman, Norman. <laughs> mm. 
I am eight years older than my baby brother. Aww. This is making me so sad. <laughs> I was I'm like, sorry. eight years, that's not that bad. That's like me and, oh, God. <laughs> I I'm I also have a sister that is eight years younger than me. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of sisters, but. <laughs> yeah, my brothers are nine, eight, and five years older than me. Mm. Oh, Norman's the, the Pippin here. I also have a twin, so. Yeah, oh, that's true. true. You're right. She she's technically the baby, <laughs> and the only girl. <laughs> Man, I'm real sad. I'm real happy and sad. Yeah, there's there's some feels this week. Yeah, yeah. Got got the feels. Who decided to do this movie? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think this movie is my favorite of the three because we get like I don't know. All of these these relationships that we've seen play out over the course of the past seven hours of film yeah. is like this is the most dramatic movie. Yes, yes. Because like Fellowship is an adventure movie with some dramatic elements, but it's not like a high drama film. It's it's like a relatively small scale adventure story. The way the first movie is is structured. Mm-hmm. And then the scale continues to build across all three movies. Right. And then the scale of the third movie is just totally out of control. Well, I I think instead of, of dramatic, I would use the word epic. Ep- Epic's a good word. Like yeah. It's, um, because it encompasses so much, um, not like time, I guess, but also mm. um, space. They kind of, in the, in the commentary, they kind of touch on this thing that as these movies progressed... And as Peter was making them and directing scenes, he started leaning more and more and more into like smaller scenes with only two or three people in them mm-hmm. yeah. to drive the story along. And you can like really see that in this third one. Mm-hmm. When they were writing out the structures of things, he started leaning more and more and more on like more intimate scenes and did lots, lots of the pickups were small scenes. Yeah. Like to, to flesh out dialogue and quiet moments a lot of the pickups weren't really for larger parts of the story Mm. they were to fill in and make the drama work but that's that's the sort of um character interaction that i'm interested as a writer in particular Mm. and that's Um, kind of what i mean by um dramatic it's like much more focused in on the character drama itself Mm. it's very intimate yeah right than say fellowship or two towers were yeah because fellowship was more of an adventure story and two towers was kind of a war movie Mm -hmm. And now Return of the King is like this this epic tale with these grand stakes, but it's about the people in these situations, not really about the stakes themselves in a lot oh, yeah. of places in the movie. I, I think some I think these moments, these like small tender moments between just a couple characters are some of my favorite bits in the whole series. Yeah, I agree. I was gonna say they've they've uh grown a lot together, this uh fellowship or the the members that are still that are still together. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's I don't know. I, I like to think of just how, like, friendships develop over time. And how you're willing to, like, open up about more and more, like, personal sort of bits, you know. And so now you have right. Mary telling this story about Pippin. And it's sweet. It is really sweet. Also, yeah, he... it's always good to show us some of Aragorn's soft side. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Have we seen Aragorn and... Mary interact? Uh, outside of more group things, I don't really think so. I can't think of a scene that's only the two of them. They've had, they've exchanged lines and scenes with others. Yeah. 
But no, this is the first time I think they've exchanged words like privately. Hmm. I like it. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. What I what's what has Aragorn learned about hobbits? That they're tough little buggers. Yeah. They're nice. hardy folk. Sam immediately wanted to challenge him to a fist fight. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what a what a brave small man. <laughs> I like you, brave small man. Let us be friends. Yeah. Right? Like, Aragorn happily tells Gandalf that Sam is with Frodo. Yeah. It's just like, as though he knows that that'll make Gandalf feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it does. It does, yeah. yeah. Good. Aragorn knows what's up. Well, I think, um, I don't know. I keep, how, how much, um, how does, how does his, like, wizard, uh, prophecy work? Like, how much can he see? Yeah. We don't really know. Because he, last week he was talking about the, the ships. Yeah. Um, and as far as we are aware, there was no, like, report or whatever from that area. Right, Rohan doesn't have spies. Right. So, I don't know, I don't, I can't recall if he just knows that in the book, but, like, and is, is, is the wizard prophecy thing, like, a thing that he inherited because he's the white wizard now? Because Saruman had some level of foresight before he had the Palantir, right? Uh, I, I think so. I, the ability to see small portents of the future is often associated with wisdom, and, uh, Gandalf, as a Maiar, um, uh, Aloran is called the wisest of the Maiar in the Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, there's, that's just some of that connotation. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, because, like, Elrond can do that, and Galadriel, obviously. I, I wonder if perhaps this idea of having to go through the paths of the dead and the black ships and stuff isn't part of, like, some greater prophecy, uh, that Elrond foretold. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm, why I'm asking is because, like, Gandalf seems to know a lot of things about, I don't know, like, what's, what's gonna happen with Aragorn and stuff. Mm. But when it comes to Frodo and Sam, um, I think that his, his foresight or his wisdom or his crazy wizard magic or whatever, mm. um, is either shielded from them or like he do you just think doesn't know anything do you think that them being shielded from his uh his view could have something to do with with the ring that frodo carries oh that's a good point because mm. he's got he's or carrying a sliver so of saruman with him yeah it, it, absolutely i i think that even though it's not ever made explicitly um clear either in the movies or in the books as far as I remember. It's been a long time since I've read them. But uh, I definitely I definitely am interested in this like idea of prophecy and like what Gandalf and, and Elrond and Galadriel can like see and, and foretell about what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Right, and how much they know. Yeah. And just, and Gandalf seems to be of the opinion that he can't force anybody to follow any path. He just has to warn them. Mm-hmm. tell them what's happening the only person he tries to force into doing things a different way is is Denethor yeah because he doesn't he just tries to like talk Theoden into into going and fighting everyone in open combat in two towers and Theoden is just 
Absolutely not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gandalf gets all pissed about are you, it. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Why would I go fight an army of 10,000 when I barely have two myself? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's suicidal, Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf's like, I just died, whatever. I came back. <laughs> You'll be fine. It'll be all right. I even got some spiffy new clothes. Come on. Right. Upgrade. <laughs> Do we have anything else? Nope. I'm I actually, had... I'm proud of all of us. We stayed relatively. Yeah, we stayed like. <laughs> stay on target. We, stay on target. <laughs> we, we were pretty focused today. We were focused today. It was a good day. Yeah. I love, I love this movie, you guys. Me too. So good. It's my turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. I intro this. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Thanks. Did you bring your coat? I don't. Okay. Is that a meme? It, it's from those. Um, the what? What's the guy? Um, it's from those rejected cartoons. Oh. Oh, I don't remember that one. That's weird. Mm. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> we're all from the website DuelingGenre.com. Uh, check us out there. Check out some of the other podcasts on the site. Um, Geek by Night, Immunities, uh, the two audio dramas. Can't I can't emphasize those enough. And we just got past spooky season. Go give Immunities a listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tis very spooky. It has just like of the of all the the promos from the dueling genre stuff. The Immunities one is definitely my favorite. <laughs> that that promo yeah. is top tier. It's real good. Yeah, and it's we're gonna spooky. have we're gonna have um, the the creator um, Bob Kester back on the show at some point. Bob's always good fun. Yeah, he's, that's he's awesome. Great. Um, so check those out. Um, thank you, Gary, for joining us. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And we'll be back tomorrow uh, to talk more about. Uh, Bye. Bye. Bye.